Rocky is decision final. Yes, Rocky, over here, please. Is this the first time the champion has given up his crown? I don't know about that. Doesn't the title mean anything to you anymore? Not until this is over. Considering Rocky's known punching power, do you still think this is going to be an easy fight? Yes, of course. It's a method of science. Revolution. Isn't it, gentlemen? Drago is the most perfectly trained athlete ever. This other man has not the size, or the endurance, or the genetics to win. It's physically impossible for this little man to win. Drago is a look at the future. Yeah, there's been no mention of it yet, but how much are you making for this fight? No money. It's not about money. Has the fight date been set yet? December 25th. Why Christmas? That's what I was told. Where? It's in Russia. Do you expect me to talk? Hello and welcome to episode 71 of Do You Expect Us to Talk? I'm your host, Becca, and joining me are my fellow world champions, Chris and Dave. How are you? What are we world champions on? Oh, don't answer that in my Chat! Case. That's what it is, Dave. <laughs> 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 yes. It's been a chatalogue of success. Oh, I can just, I'm just seeing knowing me, knowing you in my head. <laughs> we'll have a chatathon. <laughs> <laughs> But we did have our own chat line for once, didn't we? <laughs> I thought our own chat line. Honestly, 50, I was like, did 50, I miss 50. something again? Oh, right. No, we've got our own chat line jingle. We haven't got our own chat line. Well, see, I was busy we're, mostly. we're not suggesting to listeners they can call up and hear me, like, you know, finish quickly. We <laughs> have <laughs> a cheap call. I don't, I, uh, I don't know how you should say that, Dave. <laughs> I should say finish quickly, to be fair. Well, at least you'd be quick. Wouldn't cost you much. <laughs> Sorry, I think. Save your money. For that as a service. I don't know it's who gets it. Who benefits out of that? <laughs> I've never quite understood the whole point of like chat lines anyway, to be honest. <laughs> Not when there's like porn as well. Anyway, are we ready to uh, set your hearts on fire? Oh god. What with a burning heart? <laughs> oh, oh, there's no easy way out of these puns. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yes, that time has come. We must break your, as we discussed Rocky Four. I got a message from Becca earlier today, or we got a message from Becca. <laughs> and she just said, Where's that line in the film? Because she'd never seen it before. She no. was just desperate to hear it. <laughs> and I also misquoted it as well. I think she wanted to make sure she quoted it correctly and it vaguely sounded like it sounded in her head. <laughs> but just, I remember that I had an old boyfriend and he was a big fan of the Rocky movies at the time and I'd still not seen them then. And he was always going to, I was just always quoting Ivan Drago. And I was like, What? 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 I didn't have a clue. But he both loved Bond movies, so it was all right. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. All right. all right. I'm just thinking, what a loyal and devoted girlfriend you were. You're interested in Rocky? I'm not fucking watching any of that. <laughs> she was in the next room watching watching Roger Moore films. Watching no, no, Roger. We had, we had other interests, so it was all right. <laughs> she was on the chat line. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably on the chat line, actually. 
<laughs> while watching greasy, well, sweaty men fighting each other. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be concerned about that relationship. I love how Dolph sweats his way through this foam. Well, I mean, he's he's playing sport for quite a lot of it, to be fair. Like you said the other week, you do want to get a squeegee and just be like... <laughs> what, and make bum noises? <laughs> squeaky bum noises. What is that kind of squeaky noise you make with a squeegee? They're all, like, at the start of the match, he's already, like, sort of, like, got glades of sweat all over each other. They're, like, not even starting... done anything. Yeah, not, <laughs> they're just standing there, like, glaring at each other, and they're already, like, sort of, like, covered in beads of sweat. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how warm is it in there? <laughs> well, you are supposed to warm up before you fight. True, true, that could be it. That how can you look that sweaty? Um, well, he did in this one. He did. And this one is going to I honestly think this is the vainest one of the series, but it's the era we're in. Who's in this, Becca? Well, as if you didn't know, Sylvester Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, Brigitte Nielsen, Carl Withers, and Tony Burton, with music by Not, the other guy, uh, Vince Dakota, written and directed by Sly, and released in 1986. Bit of a lack of uh, respect for Vince Dakota there. You do know he, he did the animated Transformers film score. Yes. <laughs> wow, what a what a pedigree. That's that yeah. That soundtrack that's is amazing. I'm sorry. That soundtrack is amazing to be fair. To be honest, I've never seen it. I wasn't into Transformers as a kid, so I've never seen the animated Transformers. One. Well that's it, we're doing the Transformer series. <laughs> I'll do I'll the Transformers. I suspect you two don't play. really want to do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't care. Um, but I've got last film. Yes. Sorry? Yes, it, it was. was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not yeah, but that doesn't speak to the film. That speaks to the fact he'd do any old toss for money. <laughs> I'm sure it's considered a cult classic somewhere along the lines. Yeah. I'll speak to my friend Mark about that one because he's the biggest, well, he's the biggest Transformers fan that I that I know. And you so still consider him a friend? Christ. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> we can do our really embarrassing Drago impressions. Um, I'm be embarrassing. You, I won't bust it out. Lose. It'd just be too <laughs> accurate. You'd think he was here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are our opinions of, of Rocky Four going in? Then, what, what do we make of it in terms of like its kind of its place in in, in pop culture? Um, and also, what kind of do we have sort of facts and figures um, on what it made at the time? Dave, kick us off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, facts and figures. Let's start with the budget. It was made for twenty-eight million. So. Yeah, well, I mean, the last one was 17, which was about three years before. Bigger budgets, uh, bigger sort of um, salaries, I would have thought by now. But certainly, uh, I mean, compared to the running time, that's quite expensive, I suppose. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, what are, I, I cannot remember the cost of A View to a Kill, but I know Octopussy was about 28 million. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's it's kind of roughly in line with what Bond films of this era were costing. In terms of take, it, it is the most lucrative of the series. Took a shade over 300 million, very similar to Superman the movie, albeit a few years on from that. Last week took 270, the first one took 225. So, factoring in inflation, it's not wildly over the top of, of um, the third film. But yeah, this is the most successful at the box office of any Rocky film. Um, and it's the most expensive to date. In terms of what I think, uh, I've this was long my least favourite. I think I was literally looking at it objectively from a quality perspective as much as I could, and, and I do think I honestly think objectively five is a better film. But 
five isn't fun. It's very badly acted as well. I don't see the. I see why they set out to make five in the tone they did, but the end result, you just think, why is this even here? Th- this film, I think, is probably the weakest in the series. It's non-stop montages. It, it's you know the dialogue's awful. The plot makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Um, uh, I think it's a really ill-advised advert for America in this era, a country I've got nothing against at all and whose people I've got nothing against at all. But if your only exposure to that country was this film, you'd think, what a bunch of wankers. Um, It's fun, but I say that sort of almost in parentheses for the simple reason that we we all watched it tonight, and we we sort of started the film within a few minutes of each other. So it wasn't close close enough for us to almost live message each other on it, but we were commenta- commenting on it as we went along, and I was noticeably the most negative. <laughs> I, I, I I was noticeably the most negative. That's and I, I think loved it. And I, he was like, "Yeah, it's bollocks." Well, no, I said, yeah, but it's still bollocks. That doesn't say I didn't enjoy it, but it's a crap film. Actually, we had a message um, on our Facebook, but I think it might have been me or whoever shared our status. We had a message from um, Jack Lugo, didn't we, just saying how basically he, he, he basically views it as perhaps the greatest Rocky film, but also the greatest film in existence. And Rocky everyone's four. kind of coming around to it now. Are they? I think it's well, fantastic. This is big wave towards Rocky Four. <laughs> was it on the ballot with Was it on the ballot with Brexit? By the way, which is your favourite Rocky film? I think I think what sends it, sends it over the edge is the fact that he had that sort of montage to uh, No Easy Way Out, where you get to relive Rocky one, two, and three, and you get yeah, to relive. There's no, the there's no logic to one. the way that's cut together at all. I think no, I, um, I, I think that I think there is. I mean, it's not in like a, in a narrative sense. It's more. Like, <laughs> well, it's, well, 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 I just want to say narrative sense. As in, was it within the flashback? They're not like told like in sync with each other. But no, what, they're not. But what what it, I think what it or I thought it was trying to do. No, I could be completely wrong, and you and it could be complete bollocks. Which you know, I I, I take that as well. Um, but I think it's one lines of like um, Rocky thinking his thing. So at, at getting of it, he's driving. Along, he's just he's thinking of Drago, seeing him like punching. He's thinking of Apollo, and he sort of he sort of goes into shift to like what his wife's really thinking, and there's a, so there's. So it's very much more. Is going that why he's in a car with seventeen gears? Then yes, it's <laughs> <laughs> that as well. Just... But in terms of like flashback in between everything else, it's it was like... like Suicide Squad, Chris. You know how Suicide Squad got to a certain point and then just showed us half the fucking film again. <laughs> I mean, we start with flashbacks to things that are two minutes ago. Yeah. The running time's absolutely <laughs> over the place. It's really short. Now I've always looked at the montages and thought uh, they didn't have the material, did they? But, you know, so they're just padding out the running time. But I heard... Now, the distinction... We've talked about this before. There has to be a distinction between first cut and assembly cut. Now, you do hear of, like, the the first assembling of a film being, like, four hours or something. But that's never intended to be a final cut of the film. That's just... Let's put together all the scenes we shot and see what happens. Mm. And you may trim those scenes. You may have scenes where you've got the same information imparted in two or three different ways. Think of Star Wars with uh, the Greedo scene and the Jabba scene that follows it. That's in the special edition. If it wasn't for George Lucas being a bit of a bell end by that point, one of those should be shouldn't be there because they give the exact same information. That said, you still get to a point where you got the first cut where you're like. Actually, I'd like to you to consider this as a possible final cut. And the first cut of this was was an hour longer. 
So there was enough material at one stage, unless the montages were like the twelve-inch versions of the songs. You know? I, I, did, uh, I did. I did wonder because it seems to be like all it had all its plot like in the first forty minutes, and then it was yeah. like montage, uh, montage training, montage training, bit of uh, chess, match, montage, yeah. and then that's it. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I think uh, j- just to finish off the stocks, we'll go into the making of it and everything in, in just a little while. Um, I really do almost sit on the fence with this film, which I know isn't good enough for a show of this nature. So I'll sort of come off the fence towards the end. But I, I at once think it's fun and I also think it's dreadful. And I don't know where. And But it's not an ironic dreadful like Superman 4 where it's just horrendous and I sit laughing at it. It, it is fun. I, I didn't have a bad time with it tonight, but scene to scene, it, it really is dreadful. And to think this is the same series as a as a Best Picture winner, I, I don't know. I really don't know what they were thinking. And when you start reading about the, the, the sacrifices that went to, into the making of this as well, and what they physically put themselves through, you think, really? But um, there you go. We'll, we'll get into it scene to scene. It's a bit of a mess, but I, it's, an, it's an iconic, fun mess. I think, we're, I think what you're... Um trying to get there i think uh, as a objective as a piece of art yes it's terrible but as a piece of entertainment it's great <laughs> i think that's i think that's kind of what where you're at with it really it's like you know yeah, as, 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 i as think a... it's probably one of the best worst films we've seen if it's going to be this bad let's not make it two and a half hours you know yeah if, you, it... if you're going to give me a 91 minute rocky film this will do yeah yeah it, it, it does have it does plod along really it, yeah, really nice pace. It, uh, but, in, but in quality, Chris, it's been my last word. I promise before you get to your bit. The the the, the drop has been almost linear though. The difference between one and two, the difference between two and three, and the difference between yeah. three and four are almost equal. And this, I'm not really talking entertainment there, but it's just quality. I, I think you follow like uh, the sequels, like as you go with films. So obviously, like Rocky Two is a sequel to Rocky. Uh, Rocky Three is a sequel to Rocky Two, and then Rocky Four is a sequel uh, to Rocky Three. You know, so it, uh, in that, when you look at it like that, it doesn't. It, you know, it does make sense in that way. Uh, but when you compare Rocky Four to Rocky, you go like, "How the fuck do we get here?" <laughs> but um, there, there you go. There is. It, it does owe a lot to the history of the franchise as well. You know that we do get to relive a lot of the key moments. That made that made the series what it is. Uh, so you do get a bit of a nostalgia trip. Uh, it, I think Carl Weathers is great yet again. I think he. Um, I I think doing the series, I've kind of like I kind of like a lot of respect for him as an actor because he's very charismatic. You think he Carl, Carl Weathers? Weathers? Yeah, I'd like. You think why wouldn't you like a bigger star? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, but... I wondered the same actually. No, he's he's. I think he's one of the most sort of along with Rocky, sort of the most iconic figures in in like sports cinema. Um, and one of the standout figures, obviously, in this in the Rocky series. I was like, why? Why isn't he a bigger name? Why? Had I not heard of him before? Yeah, I, 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 I do. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a shame, but I guess you know not everyone could be like you know. Um, I guess these blockbusters. Would, I guess I guess the moment would have been Action Jackson. Like Action Jackson. Yeah, which that uh, would have been if if had that. I mean, it was popular enough, I think, but had that really blown that up? That would have propelled him to stardom. Maybe. But I'm sure he obviously was a star, but even greater stardom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anyone who's not seen that film, uh, I urge you to check it out because it, it, it is equally bad and awesome at the same time. <laughs> it's one. It's one of those films that came at like at the wrong time. Just that like it was a cheesy action film where the tone, everyone was just ready for like uh, 
more more of a grittier, cooler vibe. You know, like it was it was like it was like sort of trying to do like a a glam rock album where just before Nirvana was about to break out. It's kind of like that. I describe Action Jackson, but um, yeah. So Rocky Four is I, I I know what you mean, Dave, and in most respects, I actually agree with you. You know. It isn't a very good film. It's very weak. It's not. It doesn't have much on its bones. It's very just sort of that'll do plot. Some um, uh, mate. I say that again. It's the the script isn't very well fleshed out. There's not much on it at all. But it it's directed in a kind of like a flashbang wallop kind of sensibility, which is really pacey, really fun. Uh, so it makes you kind of don't care, and it's just kind of like, yeah, it's more of a popcorn film than it is like a a hard drama. But you know, it is what it is. It's got Dolph Lundgren being like uh, a machine almost. You got like characters making daft decisions that aren't really fall out, but okay, you just go along with them. And then because they because <laughs> because it, it's kind of the things where like you you expect the characters to get to. Point A, so why does it really matter that much? You think, okay, well, yeah, you have to get right. I think that fight, gets so. to the nub of what I'm saying, Chris, that we yeah. are going to go scene to scene. A part of going from scene to scene in anything, even if it's a comedy, is picking apart the logic of it. it it's part of what we're doing. So none of us are going to invalidate that this, your feet, anyone listening's feelings that this film's fun. I'll come closest because I like it less than, certainly, than Chris. I'll be interested to see what Becca says in a minute. But I really think that from scene to scene, I'm going to tread this film beyond how I feel about it because I, I don't really dislike this film. I mean, there are some like moments where I think it kind of thought out, actually quite reasonably well thought out or kind of interesting. I might be overlooking it, but then there are some moments where I think, fucking hell, that's just stupid. Uh, well, as in like the robot, which we'll get to. <laughs> Becca, <laughs> what was your... What is your opinion? Oh dear, that, that robot will be the abiding memory of my film. <laughs> <laughs> there's a story with that, but we'll get to it. There is, yeah, there's an yeah, interesting story with that, I think. We'll get to um, it. Yeah, so Rocky IV. Hmm. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, this is probably one of the worst best films that I've seen, or best worst films that I've seen in a long time. It's um, not a worst best film. <laughs> the best worst film. Uh, uh, sure. Out of all the best films I've ever seen, this was the worst. <laughs> That makes it sound like Crash, a crap best picture winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got my words mixed up there, apologies. But no, it's, I think of all the, like, for example, Superman 4 died another day, all the other dud, dud movies we've seen, the, or the series that we've explored so far. Um, yeah, there's, Again, there's still quite a lot of heart in it, but it's, it's a complete child of the 80s. I mean, you've got the glitz and the gram of sort of the Las Vegas fight. Um, we've got some poor characterisation. Um, again, Sorry, slow, but like a, a script that, is, that, as you say, Chris, is not very well fleshed out. Um, it's very paper-thin characters. And there's just probably the most heady mix of, of sweat and baby oil that I've seen on screen since the Fast and Furious movies. Certainly until The Rock came along. Yeah, certainly. Until, yeah, he sweated his way through the FNF series. Yeah. Um, but no, this is just it's full of machismo and full of energy. Rocky's a bit more like how he used to be, though, in this film than the last film. He's I, very I've kind of dialed back, isn't he? Very dialed back. Yeah, he's he's kind of gone back to a little being like, oh, I'm a little bit of a simpleton, a little bit somewhat. Uh, yeah. Not, not oh, yeah, quite yeah, as there's, much. There's a bit but... where he's like, um, well, so you'll get to it, he sort of misses like nails for snails or vice versa. Yeah. Um, but, but again, I think you've got that 
you've got that contrast between Drago, who, uh, sorry, if I mispronounce his name, I'm really sorry. I'll try to say Drago. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, just, just say the Russian. Just, yeah. <laughs> I will break you. Um, Drago, sort of, for example, when he's kind of raised up um, just before he fights uh, in Las Vegas, um, he's obviously not used to us kind of glitz and glamour and everything sort of, everything that, that is Vegas kind of like surrounding him. And you've got that very much compared to sort of to Rocky, who's very much from the streets, compared to somebody like Creed, who has all this kind of money and knows how like to Like John Peters himself. and Kevin Smith. Yeah, it's like that, yeah, precisely. From the streets, like Superman. Oh, no, from <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. You know, from a rough neighbourhood and actually fighting from... From, from the streets of Smallville, yeah. Yeah, that's the one, yeah, from the street. It's just, a, you know, street pug. Um, but again, you've got that contrast again. He's someone you know, a seasoned pro who's been there, done that. To somebody who's coming from you know the, the Eastern Bloc, and it's like apart from all the technology, kind of very stripped back way of doing things. Um, so I think that's a nice that's a nice aspect that we haven't seen in the Rocky films for for a long time. Um, but it yeah, Cannon must have been gutted when they took Dolph Lundgren, stuck him in Masters of the Universe, and were like, "Oh shit, he was doing his best in Rocky." <laughs> Oh, God, I like Dolph. Oh, poor Dolph. Oh, dear. I loved you, man, back in the day, and that kind of ruined it for me, unfortunately. Oh, uh, yeah, I have a lot of respect for Dolph, but... Um, oh, yeah, he's no, a he, man. Do- he's got, like, a, a doctorate in chemical engineering or yeah, something. Yeah, no, he's, he's actually... Extremely he's, smart man. He's an absolute he's legend. three degrees, isn't he, or something stupid, and he speaks like... He's had all of the three degrees. <laughs> but he speaks all these different languages as well. Like, he's, he's just a, a polymath. And apparently, a really nice guy. But he lacked a certain screen presence. I, I, I said, I once reviewed Masters of the Universe on another show, just as Chris did on another show as well, a different one. Um, and, I, and I said that Dolph Lundgren made me a lot more grateful for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, and what I mean by that is that the knock on Arnold Schwarzenegger was he couldn't act and, and all the rest of it. And actually, but he's got a ton of screen presence and you've only got to put someone like Dolph Lundgren on screen to prove that, an absolute vacuum by comparison. I think that's a bit harsh. I think I think Dolph Lundgren is memorable. I think yes, he isn't like he didn't even stand out in Masters of the Universe, and that was his film. And he was he man. <laughs> no, yeah. but then again, that that film that had other issues. I think they had like issues with like the uh, the. I think I, I, yeah, I think at the time, particularly when when they were filming, because he was struggling with his English at the time, or like he was he was kind of told, "Well, it's all right, we'll just film it, and then we'll just overdub it." But by the time they they finished shooting, they they ran out of money to overdub, so that he left with like the the, the vocals that he did at the time when he when he was wasn't really giving much um, performance because he in his head he was thinking, "Well, it's all right, I'll just we'll just overdub it. I'll just you know." And then I'll correct it there. So you know, it, so to to get to be fair on Dolph on that, you know, he might have done a better job had it had it gone the way he was told it was going to go. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think uh, with this he has he's got limited dialogue, which also helps. Um, but I think you, you do get a sense of like who he is as a guy. I mean, it's not very as again the character work isn't particularly good, but. Given the fact that all he has to do is just stand there and glare and look like, and like, he's certainly very intimidating, isn't he? Even though, yeah. as you say, he, he doesn't say much, but just still, in terms of his physicality, in terms of his demeanour, you just think, oh shit! It, you know. it, it's not, it's not just that. I think you also you look in the kind of like, at times, you know, when he's uh, in America, and we'll talk about the, the, the stuff. What I think Dave's referring to um, when he says like, doesn't put America in a very good light. Um, 
he yeah. actually he's pretty he, good in that scene. Yeah, he, he's, he, he looks like bored. He looks a bit scared. He looks a little bit like, yeah. oh, oh my god, oh, they're out to get scene. me. And he and he's like, and he goes to anger. Uh, and he's like, and he, there is there are certain things we think actually, you know, you could say yes, he's doing what's been asked of him, but and it is quite a simple. Like instructions, but he does it really well. It's the fault of the series. Where yeah. else do you go? You started with Rocky's opponent being an all-time great, charismatic, fast, powerful, everything you could possibly want in an opponent. And the only way from there is is more cartoonish. And of course, you've gone from that to Mr. T, who didn't keep his fucking mouth shut for two seconds. <laughs> That's the character. I'm not knocking. Yeah. So where do you go from that? Where well, you go to someone who's quite taciturn by comparison. Well, he's basically superhuman. Yeah, and it, it's just it's the fault of the film. When I knock, when I knock um, Dolph Lundgren, I don't. I only mean I didn't ever see him as a leading man. Whenever he did try to get a leading man sort of role, and I do think of something like Masters of the Universe, it, he he's just a, a vacuum in the center of the film. I'm certainly not saying that like he shouldn't have ever been offered work or anything. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that at all. And, th- and there is, there's one scene in particular in this film where I think he's pretty decent. I don't want to over-egg it because there's only a couple of looks that he gives. <laughs> well, that's all he's but, given to do anyway. So, But, that's all it, but in, in terms of it, it momentarily puts me on his side because I'm like, actually, he, he's being served up as, as an oddity here. Yeah, he, oh, that that ring might as well come up and contain the elephant man that stood in the middle of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, I don't like it. I don't like that scene I know, at all. I know. I mean, there is, I would say he's kind of like just someone who's just being used. He's a puppet, so not just from like the his trainers as well, as well as like being like showed up as like this kind of shall we say freak show or like this kind mm-hmm. of like exhibit exhibition, which he kind of like was caught off guard. He's he, he's a little bit more like. Uh, childlike in the sense that he just doesn't understand what's happening at the time and he's just a little bit like like uh, like someone like a foreigner in a country that is in somewhere that he just doesn't understand you know yeah i get the impression you had a blast with it back then yeah i did um it's a bit rough uh rough and ready in parts but um no i, I really enjoyed it i've had I've really, unfortunately i've only seen this one the once um but no i had a really fab time it was, it was really enjoyable to watch I think the irony of that is you've watched all the longer ones twice. Yeah, and, and it's the tiny one, one I've only seen it the once. And, and so. it's because you, di- you didn't have the time because this was a last minute. We're no, all but I, will, I will see this again for sure. So, okay. um, Just my last thing on it. You talk about Die Another Day and Superman 4 as the comparable kind of films we've seen. They're not exactly the same because the budgets and, and stuff vary. But oh, in terms no, of the ones that... You can't sort of compare, but I was just trying to put them on the scale of bad enjoyable. I'd rather watch this over those two for everything. Yeah, I, just... I probably would as well. Yeah. There's kind of on a part, like for me though, it's kind of on a part of Dying of the Day just a little bit in terms of it, it's bad, but well, not bad, but, <laughs> there are but it's expensive bad. They meant to do it. <laughs> no, that's it. But yeah, that had budget problems. You can't, I, I feel bad for sort of kicking it when it's down. Um, it's but it's... <laughs> but you, you can, you can still enjoy it. Like for example, obviously, you know, I had a great time watching it. Chris had fun watching it. So you know, I'm sure you did as well. I'm sure you did too, Dave. I, I watched it. You watched it. You may have enjoyed it a little bit. But da- like, Dave still... tolerated it. He to- yeah, he tolerated it. That was it. He, he acknowledged its presence, <laughs> but you can still you can still have fun whilst you watch. I just I just know where we're going, and, and whilst yes, it's of, of a very different tone, and I'll have a good laugh at some of it as we go through, and I, I don't hate it. I really don't. But the series not only starts so strong, 
But if, indeed, if Balboa and Creed are the last two, and that is it, it finished really, really strong too. Mm. So to have this in the middle, 91 minutes, and it's largely montage, and, you know, part of me's pleased this film exists. Part of me thinks it was mental that this film exists. I love the fact it exists. <laughs> next week, yeah, I mean, I could happily I'll watch it again as we prepare for next week. From memory, Five is a better film with significant drawbacks in that they cast a guy in it who really, really can't act. But I would never miss it if I never saw it again. Whereas I think there'll be times in my life where I'm like, I'm going to stick Rocky Four wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, it's one of those ones where you got a like, few beers down, you have a few friends around, you know. It, it's one of those You'll be films. in that mood, haven't you? Yeah, Alcohol one... and distractions are vital. <laughs> you sit there on the couch, it's... singing on to, like, there's no easy way out, like, and, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's one of, you know, cheesy film on with your mates and whack it on. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's good fun. You can't, you can't really go wrong with it, really. Right, so shall we start by doing this film sequentially and doing the last three minutes of our last podcast? <laughs> previously on Rocky 3 how many times do we see it over and over again <laughs> and then if you want to send in a picture of a blowjob and carrier pigeons and stuff <laughs> ah. and don't forget the double taking pigeon so yeah so don't we start with like the big massive silver like boxing gloves one of American run like the Russian flag on <laughs> yeah. yeah so the first Rocky movie that doesn't start this with Rocky in great big letters yeah <laughs> it starts with either side yeah yeah, we got the yeah, kind of American gloves and the uh, and the Russian gloves that kind of smash. <laughs> oh, God, this is so fucking on the nose, isn't it? And then we cut to him fighting Mr. T again. What, what, of course, we everything was shot on celluloid back then. And what I always notice with all of these films is when you watch, particularly watching them close together, when you watch the end of the previous one, but it's the start of the next one, it's way grainier than it was on the version you watched it originally. Because it's like the film maybe hasn't been stored that well or, or it's being reused. So, yeah, Rocky Three actually looks pretty shit at the start of this film. But we see him we see him beat Clubber again. Yeah, we just basically sort of relive the same old uh, thing and then we get like the, the ending where, um, you know, uh, him and Creed have that favour. Quotation marks. Ding, ding. Yeah. We see all of that again. Yeah. It's like... Previously on Rocky Tree. better edited. You know, all this yeah. shit about, you know, you've taught me everything I you know, well, almost. You fight great, I'm a great fighter. Ding, ding. The end. Oh, no, sorry, that's blowjob noises. Um, <laughs> um, I haven't actually ever given a blowjob, so I'm guessing at what it was <laughs> But yeah, so we're I think we're four or five minutes into the film again before it starts. And it's Rocky arriving home after this fight, which after mashing the shit out of each other in two fights, he's put a light bruise on his right cheek. Yeah, I'm quite surprised actually. He must have got away so lightly. I mean like maybe I was like wrong, but I I remember and maybe I'm just, you know, incorrect here. But I thought I always thought that fight came pretty much the night when he beat Clubber. <laughs> you know, what no, I, mean? I don't. I don't. I, I, no, I never read it that way because they would have let you know he got. I think he got cut by Clubber. I think they would have let him. Heal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I think yeah, I think it was, I think it was just how it was kind of like put together. It just just felt like it just happened like that 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 same. Night, I mean, if I know? if I was Apollo, that's what I demand. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't care if you're tired and cut. <laughs> ding, ding. Um, yeah, ding, ding, indeed. Something similar next week. So, um, uh, yeah, this is just... Uh, the thing is, we've always seen the end of the previous film, but because it finished on this slightly comedic note anyway, it, it really does feel superfluous now. It's like, couldn't we have gone straight from the end of the fight? Did we need this winding up to hit each other a bit? I don't know. I, I thought it might be at this point tradition. Like, let's just say the last moments of Rocket, of the last Rocket. Yeah, they girl. just literally grab that four minutes. It's like, yeah, yeah all right, it's maybe. Like, or, or maybe, like, shit, it's not even 90 minutes. We need to add a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. um, he, gets, he gets home and um, Caesar's an annoying little shit in this one, isn't he? <laughs> Well, a lot of your time in your face. I, I feel sorry for Paulie, really. Uh, because Paulie's sat there smoking his cigar. Like, it's his birthday. He's waiting for Rocky to get home so he can, like, eat his birthday cake. He's like, fuck's sake, Rocky, what are you doing? Sorry, I was just a, I was just finding Apollo. <laughs> um, oh, I wish, I wish that had been both the dialogue and the delivery. What the fuck are you doing, Rocky? I was finding Apollo. <laughs> That's literally what he said. Oh, brilliant. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and um, he does. He does get his cake delivered to him by a pretty awesome eighties robot. If you say yeah, so, I um, mean, like, happy birthday, Barley. Yeah, um, I mean, I, uh, what is this for? Awesome. Like, what's this for? How, <laughs> how, how does, the backstory is, um, baby. I feel bad now, but I'm going to stick to my guns. Baby Caesar from film two was, and I don't know how to pronounce the name, but I'm going to go with more or less how it's written, Sergio. Stallone, Sage Stallone's younger brother, um, grew up, uh, they diagnosed him quite young as autistic. And this robot helped him with that. I've not read much on how, uh, but he wrote him into the film as like a little thing for his thumb, which actually makes it quite sweet and also makes my Caesar jabs really nasty. (laughs) But, But at the same time, I didn't know that backstory. The average film goer wouldn't know that backstory, which makes it a mental fucking idea <laughs> in a film which has got so much like American excess in it. Well, it's just how it's kind of pulled off because it's like, I, I, okay, what's this robot do? It's kind of like a robot butler, but it, like, how useful that is, I, I don't know. Cause you, cause I imagine you still it's have a telephone to as well, we find out. Okay. It's a, kind of, uh, it's a vision of, of the future, isn't it, pretty much as well? It's like how we imagine, like, for example, you, watch, you see those videos of. Um, sort of 50s and 60s of how robots will help us in, in the future. I mean, at, at the moment, you do have like animatronic figures um, in Japan helping helping um, older people with dementia and Alzheimer's and things like that. Um, and we have things sort of like I don't know, like Roomba, I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to think but of the uh, next time we see it. It's got a breathy female voice. And there's another Paulie. Um, Paulie is asking, uh, is mentioning having a tube uh, wires tied. <laughs> the implication being, Paulie's fucking this thing. <laughs> well, he does go, you know. Well, she's in love with me, you know. Well, what, what's really fucked up is like he, 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 you have you have Caesar there, and he actually like Rocky actually refers to it as his robot, and it's like, hang on, you just literally just gave this as like as Paulie's birthday present. He doesn't seem that like, pleased at the time. Gets like whipped cream sprayed sprayed at him just as he's about to blow out the candle. So he's like. Oh right, great! Well, what a great birthday! And then you just give the fucking robot to to your son. <laughs> it know. all feels it. It just doesn't. It all feel like filler, though. Yeah, oh yes. I mean, when you think Rocky Three showed us their lifestyle in a very short montage, 
and I'm not arguing this film should have Christ, this film should not have more montages. I counted but like if, five, five or six montages. Yeah, well, yeah, counting some of the training, some of the fights as well. I mean, yeah, you could, you could even count in <laughs> things that aren't montages in that they're filler. But we'll get Just to them. I mean, the whole James, and, the whole yeah, every James, time you see one, well, the whole cry. James Brown thing, you could count that in the number because it, it's five or six minutes that the film's going nowhere. No, it's just James um, Brown. It's an advert. That section is an advert for James Brown, isn't it? And living yeah. in America and. I think it was the fault. Get down with your birds off. He went to prison for beating up a woman. Lovely <gasps> man, James Brown. Um, loved it, like a lot of his music. Still the good father of soul. Human, yeah, horrible human being. But, yeah, so this is all bollocks. I mean, we, we got the kid who won't shut up. <laughs> and he's saying, you're developing a very loud personality. And it's like, yes, he really is. I really hope he's sidelined quite quick in this. <laughs> and thankfully, he kind of is. Thankfully, he is. It, 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 makes, you, it, makes, you gra- it makes you grateful that you just leave him at home every opportunity, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, it's an attempt at humour as well, because the whole, like, squirty cream thing isn't that funny or interesting. Yeah. Um, tells you it's a very different audience than they would go to a pure action film, I suppose. I can't imagine this put them putting that in a Chuck Norris film of the era. I don't but, know. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen some Chuck Norris films? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I haven't seen a lot of them. But um, where do we go from there? Is it straight to Apollo at the pool? I think so. Uh, yeah, because basically we get the first glimpse of... <laughs> it's a sign of how fil- fil- thin this film is. Well, yeah. The second full scene and we're going, they can't be there already. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was an anniversary between um, of Rocky and Adrian, isn't it? And oh, then I yes. think from there, from there we do go to the we, um, we, to the pool. We see his awesome PJs, don't we? Well, he does have some amazing looks, PJs. Looks a bit like his robe from Rocky Balboa. Like yeah, black it, with the gold piping. It kind of looks like Sailor's outfit. It does a little bit. That's very smart. <laughs> but again, it, it, it goes on for ages. This this woman who's really not happy, he still fights. He's a cake of a boxing ring, right? <laughs> And then he Happy bangs on. About, then he give, then he buy, then he bangs on about how it's been nine years and it still feels new. She and then he hands convincing, doesn't she? Then he hands her a fucking horrible watch. That looks really that. Yeah, it's very eighties. It's I, very it, it's it very pretty, new money. It's pretty, but it's quite dated. It it, it looks like a snake though. It's what it went people, bite you. It went bite you. So it's all right. It's what <laughs> somebody of that era who won the lottery would buy. As you I said, very eighties. I mean? Very eighties. It's. it's yeah, so that's all padding, and then we cut to Apollo in the pool playing with his dogs. Yeah, then catch the ball, but with his yeah, he has three, two or three. Is all the pups in the pool? Yeah, yeah what what watching watching TV by the pool, which is probably not really safe, but okay. Um... Yeah, I just thought that mm, not very health and safety. <laughs> yeah. well, he's not making toast at the same time. Are he? No, <laughs> we we's on borrowed... really shocking encounters he's on borrowed time anyway so it doesn't really matter uh so. oh that i must say i didn't obviously not having seen this film before i didn't know it was coming did um, you not that, no that really surprised me i was like you've oh. seen creed no i i know but obviously you know prior to having seen creed um i've not seen this one before um obviously, obviously i haven't seen creed i knew it was coming you but didn't like, know oh, how or where you just knew it was something rocky was at and you don't yeah, know what's going on all right fair enough um yeah, no, obviously I haven't seen Creed. I do not know. So. Uh, yeah, it kind of upsets me. It upsets me less now. I know he was cheating on his wife at this point. <gasps> <laughs> but yeah, so basically he's seen like um, this new uh, Russian boxer, Drago. I'm not sure what what is the deal. He's basically 
like it's picked up like as this new he's like... something like he's something like and I'll probably get his rank wrong but he's something like a captain in the Russian army and he's a world amateur champion um, and they come to America to announce he's going to fight professionally and they seek um, they seek a match with an exhibition with Rocky uh, he sees that and basically calls Rocky and says, I'm on my way round. And they sit and watch old fight videos and chat, and he announces that he wants to fight him. Yeah, so what? what's the reason? So basically, he wants to, originally he wants to fight Rocky, but Pollard goes, no, actually, I want to fight him. Yeah, he says, well, you know, he said, you'll beat him after I got through with him and it's like well that'll devalue it slightly won't it if you beat him but um it's painted as apollo misses the fame the applause yes it's got it's all gone too quiet now it's a shifting timeline so it isn't nine years since the first fight even though they've been married nine years and that happened after the first fight but we believe he married he retired after rocky beat him and we're, we're told that's five years before well, strictly, if this was right after the last film, Rocky's won his title somewhere between three and four years before, and of course the kid's now about eight because the marriage is now about nine. So it all gets a bit confused, but in this timeline, he retired five years before, so he's passed it. The guy has passed it. If you look at the time for the original film, he'd have been about 34, I believe. So this guy's coming up on 40, hasn't had a fight in five years. Um... And he wants to fight him. But it's an exhibition, so he probably assumes there's not a great deal of risk. But Adrian tries to talk him out of it. Yeah, he, he, he looks at it as kind of like, well, he's obviously wet behind the ears. Uh, he's not as experienced as me, uh, so I can just go in. And... He, he also says, that this is the bit where I just feel that this film's gone a bit mental in the whole Cold War bit. That it, it, he's going, it's us versus them. And yeah. it's like... That reminds me of when I watched American Sniper and he was totally into It's Us versus Them and yet I'm totally convinced if you'd asked the character what it was all about he wouldn't have a fucking clue. Um, And and I feel a bit like that here that you didn't need to spout that bit. The missing the fame and adulation and trying to to beat the hot young thing is fair enough. Yeah, I, I guess it was possibly the attitude at the time as well. Yeah. I guess that, that that kind of element as well. Uh, but again, we're already having summits by this point. It's a bit like Superman 4 in that it's a little bit... Actually, I suppose when they were, they were filming this through 85, Gorbachev came in in 85, so maybe yeah. it was a bit early to tell at that stage. I, yeah, I think also, to, to get the point, what the film actually does say at the end, as cheesy as it is, I suppose it's like an attempt to have had a little bit of that in there. You know, a little bit of that sort of like, you know, us and them hostility on the American oh, side as well. The way we've been looking at it might be wrong. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, you know, maybe I'm putting too much uh, depth well, yeah, into this. Well, yeah, you, you can't have 45 minutes of America! And then, <laughs> yeah. Crap, 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 wrong. I don't know. Anyway, credits. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> That's pretty much it. So, yeah. Oh, so, so, right, but basically, Adrian is like, I mean, I, I, I do remember, like, uh, Adrian always being the the one who's like oh god you know being the moany what moany wife at home and I guess but I, I guess 
Who He's also, got a point here. He hasn't fought uh, in five years. Uh, the ultimate purpose <laughs> of uh, of Adrian, particularly in this film, actually, and maybe possibly in like the the others as well. She's kind of like the voice of the uh, um, the audience. In the in the sense that she asks the questions that need to be asked, it's like, uh, "Why do you want to find? Why, why shouldn't you be be retired? Aren't you too old? Like, what's the point?" Yes, but when it comes to Rocky, she is the diametric opposite of what the audience wants. Yes, I mean, obviously, but uh, somebody has to ask those questions. Yes, yes. So she it's is, almost a, it's almost a form of exposition, asking why he's yeah. doing it. We, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so she 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 tries to talk common sense, but obviously he's like. No, he has a conversation with Rocky about like how he has to do it uh, because he just feels like he's a fighter. Blah blah blah. Uh, I think that I... pissed me off in Rocky Balboa, which I which I like generally, but this whole fighters fight thing, and I think well, no, you you get too old. Uh, one, excuse me, at some point. Yeah, but well, yeah, there but, you go. but obviously you know Apollo's like a proud man, so um, he says, yeah, I'll. I'll uh, I'll fight this uh, new Russian guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'm glad he I'm glad he did it before Predator because fighting one-handed would have been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and yeah, so and then we, then we get to the press conference. Oh, the press conference. Yeah, which the press conference angry pisses press me off as well. Escalates it's quickly. ridiculous because as soon as she says something like, you know, you think you're so good and we're so bad, they're leaping up in furious all the journalists. And I'm thinking journalists don't get that fucking emotionally involved, surely. It's all, it's all planned, isn't it? Because at the end, he's like, oh, how did I go? Did I do all right? It's planned by Apollo, but they don't know that. No, they yeah. don't know that exactly. They just escalate. The other thing I read is. Um, his manager, who I've, I've blanked on the name of the actor, it's Michael something, I think, but he, he was also um, a Klingon in the original Star Trek series. Oh. Uh, see, our, our series are all linked. They're all part of the same universe. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was supposed to have all the lines, including those that went to um, Bridget Nielsen's character. Bridget Nielsen was a very late addition. And when you think Sylvester Sloan was having an affair with her and later married her, that possibly explains why. Um, around that time, she had an affair with Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been reading all this today. She had a one-night stand at Cannes with Sean Penn as well. Reading all this. What was the other thing? Who's the other one? She's been married five times. Flavor Flav as well. She Flavor Flav she dated. But there's another famous guy. I'm trying to think who it was. It's not someone you would expect either, but it doesn't matter anyway. But um, so she was written in as a late addition. They've gone a bit severe on her. I mean, she had short hair anyway, but they put her in a lot of sort of power dressing. And the bit that I find ludicrous with her, Tony Scott. On. She had an affair with Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Oh, really? That was the one. Well done. I don't know why I'm saying well done. I've just looked it up. It's not like you've got hold of Ridley Scott and said, do you know anything about this? <laughs> just, quick, just, just, just quickly, just yeah, quickly. Well done for looking at what like, Just on enough chance. Yeah. Do you know if uh, do you know anything about who Bridget slept with? What, Brother Tony? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was lucky. I need to call Christopher Nolan for no apparent reason. I get the whole have Drago buttoned up, you know, indicative of a society where maybe free speech isn't necessarily that valued. The manager is a bit too full on with the, it'll be a great victory. You don't have the science or genetics, but they put it out fairly dispassionately. They, they're not, they're not really insult. They're not meaning to insult anyone. That's the impression I get. Yeah. And the, the journalist. No, no, yeah. That's the kind of the impression that, that she gives for sure. I mean, she's kind of, Apollo's she's trying to be very, like, 
yeah teaching but, you but so a good friend on saying you know we, we are because she says oh um she, she doesn't basically come out like um like compared to creed for example it was like you know i'm gonna win i'm gonna win but um this is Drago. Um, it's basically American style and all that, and it's yeah. just yeah. Like, it's just, you know, you, you're like, oh, we, this you is know, not helping. Anyone, I don't want to sound too confident. Particularly with the scene that comes next, that's not good. Yeah, I mean, like, a Creed is doing what Creed does. He's basically sort of being like it's stick. I know it's stick, and, and, and taking yeah. because that's just what he what he's doing. The presser or like basically just picking up on it, and you kind of feel sorry for 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 the uh, for. For uh, Drago and because you're right when they first come in they are very much like you know coming up almost respectfully but the trainer but also becomes like a belligerent arsehole. So but he's but in, in fairness so it's like you oh, pick and and day it's like I kind of like I get I feel feel sorry for Drago because I feel like he's just been used he's been used as like kind of like this puppet that's just been like caught in this like shit show of a. Of a of, of like a, a, a boxing match, and I just I just think, oh, he's kind of getting abused from both. He's getting shit from like from his from his manager. He's getting oh, he's getting used from his manager. He's getting uh, shit for it because of it, and I just feel like, oh, bless you know. And it's yeah, you know, it's not going to end well because obviously he's a big he's big. Well, I just think I just think you know Creed is is a stereotype big mouthed yeah. American here. That's how he would be looked at. And bear in mind, the first few scenes of the film are all about Rocky's cars, Rocky's fucking robots. You know, it 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 is, it is fucking, it, it, it's wealth porn. You know, but I just think if you're trying to set out our our lifestyle against theirs or our ideology against theirs, you, you've stepped right in the wrong direction here. I mean, you, I mean, I, I said before, it's like. It's like what the film ultimately says at the end. I suppose it's trying to like bring people together more than anything. So, I well, guess. I'm a bellend, and you're a bellend. <laughs> yeah. Be I mean, like you know, I, mean, I, I, I suppose you know, maybe it wasn't Sloan's intention at the time. Um, so you could be right, Dave. But I think if 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 he was here to spend it, he'd probably come up with the, the excuse that well, you know, that's the whole point to have like both sides misbehave and they come together um so yeah but really I, I mean i can tell you almost that there's two very um there's two very stereotyped if you like things that happen on the russian side much later in the film where you go oh yeah they're meant to be the bad guys but until that point he's a disciplined af- athlete who just w- thinks he can maybe make a living out of it and he just gets thrown into the middle of all this quite offensive razzmatazz you can tell you yeah visually shocked by it all isn't he he's like what is this you know well as i said it's just like that that bit where he just looks like kind of like confused and a bit like i, I would have been concerned and then gets aggressive because he feels like hang on what these guys like pushing me now and now you know so what, what i'd have been happier if at the press conference you could have had him doing everything he did because you've got rocky there going oh he needs a stepladder and, and trying to make light of it Mm. If the journalists weren't leaping up and looking rabid as well, mm. I think if it had just been a bit of grandstanding from Apollo, it wouldn't have been so bad. But the the roaring of the journalist prompts his wife into saying things, and suddenly it's like, what's the point of this scene? It, it, it doesn't go too well. And then, of course, we cut straight to the event, which does appear to be Las Vegas. Yes. <laughs> and uh, again... Oh, but- 
again, I mean, yeah, we have like the Rocky and Apollo sort of talking him through. You know, he's all he's all pumped. He's all training. He's basically sort of. I feel bored again. Bit yeah. on the nose. Yeah, I was like, yeah, and then um, and poor drug. He, he he's kind of like again used like as this prop almost. Like he's just like lifted. He goes in the ring, which is like desolate and empty, and just gets lifted up. And he just gets like sort of like. Used Could to... they have been any more offensive if they rolled up like barrels full of money and set it on fire in front of him? You know, they bring him up out of the ground, clearly bewildered, really. and then it is five minutes of how amazing America is. Yeah. Like, you know, in only way like Apollo Creed does, which is like, have so James Brown. Top, you think, well, way to play down fucking tensions, you know? Yeah, but but I guess, like, the, the reason why they, they do build this anger in Drago, and it's like, yeah. it's, it's the mistake. So, in the day, it's, it's uh, I mean... And I don't see how James Brown's singing about fixing a pigeon. <laughs> it's patriotic. <laughs> 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 we are, are going to have to find that, that music video where <laughs> hey, hey. misinterpreted their lines. Hey! hey. 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 And the style of a club singer. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> I saw him live a couple of years before he died. And he was fixing a pigeon. You were fixing a pigeon. <laughs> Oh, it's just fraught with dangers. <laughs> <A> mysterious. <laughs> he did, he did quite a show, I must imagine. Oh, I mean, you know, the man I'm not so fond of, but you know, James Brown's always was always entertaining. Simmons, what? You know, and, and Apollo well, you know? really making a show of it. I can understand that it's an exhibition, so he will make a show of it. And you know, in some respects, some of the imagery I don't have a problem with. Even him dressing as Uncle Sam wouldn't necessarily be that big a deal you know it's just you know it's just like well i'm american we're fighting the russian tonight you expect it of him anyway don't you i mean if, yeah, if he absolutely. is like as famous you know world head format anyway, because you've got you've got uh, they i did some time checks i'll have forgotten some of them but we cut to like vegas at about 20 minutes in or certainly i think maybe apollo's dressing room at 20 minutes in they don't square off e- at each other until something like 29 and a half minutes. And he's dead before 34 minutes. So we've had nine minutes of bullshit, four <laughs> minutes of fighting, and dead. This film has just got it all arse end up. But yeah, uh, I think you could say that if it wasn't for Apollo, uh, Apollo being like grandizing the situation and going too over the top too antagonistic he wouldn't he probably just would have lost the fight and not got killed you know i think this is clumsy though isn't it because you get all of that crap and then they go to fight and it's like you will lose yeah which is just what an actor um and a bit like rocky three with rocky he looks good for about 30 seconds and then, and then, and then the corner tell Drago to do something because they they literally become dog. I mean, they might well. You might as well have the trainers in there saying, "Be dominant for a bit," and that would be their advice because that's literally what they do when they speak. I, if this was fucking real, Drago would be on a fucking manslaughter charge, or well, America would be. It would be some degree of murder yeah. here. Yeah. What, by hit, is, hitting him off the bell as well and things like he's that? He's hitting him after the bell. He's he's hitting him while he's on the floor. It, it's 
all of it. This is he actually pushes the referee out of the way mm. to keep going after the bell. Yeah. This I mean it, this is effectively murder in in it, it of to some well, degree. Technically the killer blow happened in the ring fair and square. It was only like the, all that shit kind of happened within the first round. Uh so That is true. So I mean, you know, I'm not making excuses, but um, you know, that's that, I think that that's how it, I, mean, I was expected to to be like that as well. Um, yeah. Because the look, he, the look he gives his wife just as he goes out into the second round. Yeah. No mention of the mistress. Um, is actually it got me a bit tonight. Just the way he's looking, he's looking at it. I think he knows it's futile, and yeah, I, it's. It's, yeah, it's, it got to me tonight. I'm what, not quite sure why. What I thought was actually quite subtle in not a, quite a subtle film. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like there, there was a moment. Uh, America, he hinted. <laughs> yes, no, the, he hinted subtly. It's it's when like it's when uh, Rocky's talking to him after the first round, saying like, "Look, we've got to, you know forfeit the match because you, you're getting killed out there," and he he tells him no because uh, of his pride don't you dare don't you dare like sort of stop this fight and so out of you can understand from Rocky's point of view it's like well it's a bit hypocritical of me to say that because I've I've been I said the same thing when I was fighting you so and so there's a little bit of like an inner turmoil about that so he goes okay uh, and then so he goes in and then, then he's just getting his ass handed to him and then he picks up the towel uh, as if that's ready to throw Shitload it in. of continuity errors in that, but we'll skip over that. But yes, he does. He stands he, there with it. He, 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 the damn towel! Yeah, if he has to take, he's, he's not sure whether he should be do right by him or, you know, what what, what, what is the right... He's, he's hesitant and then he gets the killer blow and he just the towel, he just drops the towel and it just sort of like falls down. He doesn't throw it, he just... I the think only problem I've ever had with that is they rang the bell at the end of the last round and he carried on fucking beating him up for a while, having pushed the referee out of the way. Yeah. In the middle of his bloodlust, if this if if this white towel lands beside him, is he just going to go? All right. I know, but I think I think I think it makes it at least for for the officials, you know, and you know, I think, but it's also I think it's just an excuse for that inner guilt as well. It's like shit. If I should have just thrown a towel. Or like I could, I, I could have saved him. Or yeah, you know, we, we, that we get of... reprises of that in Creed later on. It lives yeah. with him for a long time. So I think for as much as this film has faults, <laughs> I think that that is a that, that's like, all that brilliant is... so far. <laughs> I think that is a nice little touch. You know, I think I think it's handled quite well. I think it actually works narratively for the character as well. Um, I will give it that. So I thought it's a nice little. And plus, I do like the image of like the blood stained towel just like falling to the floor, like as like, a symbol, you know. Yeah, the twitch. The, I've always liked some of the the, the physicality of um, Carl Weathers, and of course, as he falls to the floor, he's twitching. He's twitching, yeah. which is which is consistent with major brain trauma, or can be. I think the whole build up to it's a bit ridiculous. I think they've gone way too cartoonish in the fight, but the sense of tragedy engulfing what was a fun little event. I think has actually played pretty well. Yeah, it's I think also because it's just like you like Carl Weathers, you like Apollo, really. So it's, to see him die is just like, oh man, I didn't really want to see that. Really, it's kind of it's a bit gutting, really. Uh, and also, it's another loss for for Rocky. It's like he's lost Mickey, who's kind of found like someone who's essentially replaced yeah. he him. He doesn't know it yet, but he's gained Adonis. 
<laughs> yeah, that that'll come that'll come in a few years. His wife that look, and I just think somewhere there's a mistress watching that on TV, going, "Oh fuck." <laughs> Well, you we don't know because you could have been like sort of um, sat right uh, right behind her. <laughs> could have been like an air <laughs> rather than... It's true. It's true. Yeah. So Apollo's actually dying in his arms, and the and Drago says something that's kind of insensitive, which is like seeing you just yeah, killed him. Yeah, he dies. He dies. Like, oh. <laughs> I mean, could, could be he's just broken English. He doesn't like you know can't translate well. But yeah, it's a bit of fucking insensitive. He's probably asked. He's probably asked for a diet coke. He just doesn't know the phone. <laughs> Basically punching him to death. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> he's probably like, in Russia, that is just a minor injury. He'll be fine. <laughs> he's, you know, he's too small for him, and he's actually meant to say, if he diets, he diets, and he can fight it like everyone. <laughs> His whole thing was a big misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. <laughs> but yeah, so we're at the funeral. <laughs> Doesn't, oh, be fall in sad, love with, doesn't Sly fall in love with his shitty dialogue in this series as it goes goes along? This I, I feel really bad for this scene because it's it's very sad, it's very poignant. Mm. But there's some a few a few clunky lines that kind of kill the mood a little bit. But I think yeah, you're right, definitely kind of starts kind of obviously last week we lost Mickey, this week we lose losing um, Apollo. Um, but yeah, I just kind of think this this you know it's, it's very touching, it's very sad. But also there's some bit clunky dialogue here, which is a bit it kind of deflates the scene a little bit for me. What made me smile thinking back on this is I saw this in the cinema uh, and I was very young. I think we got it just after Christmas here. It came out in November 85 in America. I'm pretty sure we got it in January. I haven't looked that up to verify it, but when you actually look at the last couple of... I checked it on the IMDb.com. I haven't checked it, but I've got a feeling... Because I always thought the film was 86, which and that's probably because we did get it after Christmas. I was nine at the time, and... I, I, when I look back on it now... Hang on, I've got I, it. Uh, January tw- uh, 24, uh, 1986. Right, okay. Thank you. Yeah, I went. To, my mother took me to see it. And when I look back on it, I'm thinking, my mum was in her 30s at the time and she'd never seen a film before. Because I remember being really? stunned when we cut to the funeral. And it's like, she was stunned he died. But, okay. it's like, but he was just twitching in the ring and this is clearly being built up as revenge I think I might have been surprised at the time by the way, I'm not saying I knew better but it was like, looking back on it now it's like a woman in her 30s was stunned that major brain trauma and twitching on the ground and Drago looking at Rocky and this narrative starting of revenge leads to a funeral <laughs> there you yeah. go. Uh, I, the, the problem the film's going along alright at the moment the speech is too long I don't like the way he takes the uh, belt out of a fucking like kit bag or something um, but it's not got enough montages yet no we are we are <laughs> for a distinct lack of montages don't we we've only had what two or something so far it's almost like they signed up more. to do six and they've got halfway through and went oh shit well they've we got all more. this we've got all this plot to get out of the way with so we need to get all the plot well, out of the way to show with the passage of time we have now we have now finished the plot more or less. There's one more. There's one more plot scene really. Well, yeah, th- th- there's there's a couple. Yeah, they announced the fight, um, like almost like immediately. It's just like a, almost like a press conference. Like like Rocky's just yeah, I'm gonna fight him in Russia, and and <laughs> okay, where, where's the, no money in Russia, uh, naked, blindfolded, hands tied <laughs> on the back, 
uh, barbed wire around my chest, uh, agent, my wife plating nine foreign sailors uh, <laughs> in the dark. It, it, the level of difficulty on this is there's a couple of things I don't like about this, but they announced this fight. And what makes me smile about it is, is several things. It's in Russia, no money, Christmas Day. And it's like, again, they're trying too hard to paint them as soulless because why would you fight on Christmas Day in Russia and all the rest of it? No money. and it, it is ludicrous. And the other thing is, he's got Paulie sat beside him who doesn't know this. So when he goes, it's in Russia, he's like, are you freaking crazy? And it's like, did you not discuss this on the way? Well, apparently, right? apparently he doesn't because he goes to see Adrian in a bit and she's like, where have you, Ad- like... And Adrian didn't know she, about she it denies either. All knowledge. They've set up a press conference. He's not told his wife. He's taken his brother-in-law and not told him the details at all until they get there. It's <laughs> yeah. madness. It really is. <laughs> That's a bit weird. No, I, can see, I can see why they would have it in Russia, obviously, because he's, you know, he's been re- receiving death threats. But it's just like, have you not told any of your team this? How do they not know? It, why is it... Cr- no, even no money I can go with, although he's turned professional now, so I don't see why not. But maybe it would be tasteless, I don't know. But leave leave the money issue out of the film entirely. I don't think you need to address that. No. Because they're not they're not good capitalists. They don't even pay, you know, it's just oh fuck off. It's not necessary. The fact that it's Russia, yeah, that would add a level of difficulty because particularly to our society at the time, we'd have probably been distrustful. We'd have been like, yeah, Oh, well, what are yeah, they gonna the try whole... to do to him and, and all that's the whole rest of it. Really. It is, but Christmas Day? Uh, for fuck's sake. It's just like... And that, that's why, do, you, do you think it was probably down to the fact that it was that time of year the, the release date was, so they thought, oh, let's just set it at Christmas? I just think it was just to add a, another level of difficulty, another level of evil, if you like, that, God, they don't even respect Christmas. They, you know, it's fucking stupid. I mean, to be honest, I didn't read it like that. Honestly. I've always read all of this scene like this. It's just like... He could have gone on for another five minutes naming really stupid things, you know, and I'm and, and the ring will be on fire, and I and I won't be able to wear shoes, you know, and and I'll and I'll you know have to wear a crown of thorns, and <laughs> it, it it's over the top, it really is, and the and the fact that he hasn't even told his wife. Yeah, that's the bit that's like, oh fuck's sake! This come persists. On. I mean, we got a taste of it last week that they seem to forget they've got a son. This week's almost as bad. And next week we get a, a relationship with his son where he is so cluelessly thoughtless. And it's just like, I know Rocky's not bright, but a, a reasonably bright man is writing this and it's not good. He's, he's, we accept that Adrian's going to whine about it, which he's got pretty good reason in this case in some yeah. respects. You know, well, uh, you know, particularly as not only does he he comes back to the house, she's got no idea she's been accosted by a ton of journalists in her own home as well. And when he gets home and she's going, well, like you do, it doesn't have to be like this. He's saying, you know, he's got to be willing to kill me, and I'm willing to die, and all this shit. And it's like you selfish prick, you've 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 not told her this is happening, and now it's like I don't care if he kills me. It's like. That is yeah. the message that comes across, you know. And I, it, it's just like it's so ill thought through. And, and to think this is a guy who wrote an Oscar-nominated screenplay, this is really poor. But it's redeemed with a fucking great montage. <laughs> I, I guess Rocky's just feeling the guilt. He's feeling the grief, so he, he's asked to wear I that burden. I get why he wants to fight him. I get why he wants to fight him. I get the acknowledgement of the risk, but 
how it's handled. Complete disregard for his wife's feelings. Yeah. You get the impression that him and Apollo have stayed friends for some time now. Yeah, he kept in touch. Um, again, shifting timeline. Is this meant to be right after Rocky Three, and they've only just become friends? We don't know. But whatever the case, they're friends now. So Apollo comes around to the house, and he can just ring up and say, I'm on my way. So they don't live that far apart, and he is a comfortable visitor to the house, which would mean he's probably Adrian's friend too. Yeah. So he's he's Adrian's lost him as well. I'm overthinking a really shit film, but it's just like I I just wish this was a bit. Well, smarter. you know, you just see. Yeah, well, I was just saying, you just seen someone kill your friend, and now you want to go and fight him, and you're just thinking, uh, I don't think I like the sound of this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but obviously. What Slow really needs to do is uh, get in a get in a car and drive to a montage. Drive to a montage. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, and 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 it tells us it, it it is true because his predicament there is no easy way out. There's no, no shortcut home. Choice. There's no shortcut home. Mind blown, eh? Yeah. <laughs> My uh, blown. Uh, he drives off. He changes gear a lot in this. Um, very few American cars generally. You know, I think they've got about the same sort of proportion stick shift as we've got automatics here. And I think so. That's, yeah. that's very, very few. Comparatively, as a percentage, it's probably about ten percent. Um well, that's fair enough, he's got a stick shift, even though he couldn't drive the second film at all. You think you give him the easier <laughs> difficulty level. There's please. obviously a missing montage where he learned how to drive. <laughs> Do you really want a montage of that? Parallel parking and Yeah. <laughs> We get about six of them in this film. Why can't we have another one? To be fair, we don't see too uh, much of the car outside. <laughs> we only see sort of Rocky. Rocky's yeah, like yeah, he could he could, be, he, could be, he could be running over cows and everything, couldn't he? <laughs> like, you know, it's like no he's changing the gears all the time because he's like cut outside. And it's like <laughs> yeah, he's actually reversing because he does look over his shoulder a couple of times, all moodily. The montage is weird because I, I'm really not fond of montages where they show us what we've literally just seen. I had a problem with that in Suicide Squad. If you're unpacking a mystery, then sometimes show us the detail we missed. But we're literally getting a music video of Rocky watching his friend die, and we saw that 15 minutes ago. In fact, this montage starts at about 41 minutes, so we saw it about seven minutes ago. (laughs) But on the plus side, Chris, you get to work out to this. I do. It's one of my go-to workout tunes, so... uh... Yeah. yeah, that and Hearts of Fire. Then. Sorry? So you must be pretty buff. Me? Nah. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm working like though, but no, 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 I'm not buff. But uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love this tune. It's what it's, it's on constant rotation on my uh, Spotify playlist. So yeah, it's, it's just a moody, cool montage. I think that's what this film is. It's a series of moods intercut with your yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I do mean what I say. I do think there is like a little bit of logic in, in the, how it cuts the old previous scenes together in terms of like trying to think like about what Rocky's focus of thinking okay. is at the time. And, and he sort of changes gear as his mindset changes to something else. Well, maybe po- possibly, <laughs> but right. I, but it's like, you know, he's just thinking, he's thinking, hang on, people will hear that. And then they'll go back and look on, look at it. Now I might be talking bollocks. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just looking at pure. But you probably are right. The point is that he's changing gears. He's like thinking of like his uh, his his mindset under Drago, and he's thinking of uh, Creed. And he thinking I was you know so he's thinking about. He's that. got incredible recall though because he remembers things he wasn't there for. Because he because he, he remembers Adrian celebrating his title win at home. Yeah, 
Like, <laughs> how does that work? Well, I think it's just like shots of Adrian supporting him. It's that kind of like it's 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 stuff to sort of to familiarise yourself with that. Yes, but he's yeah. reminiscing, isn't he? I know. He's yeah. reminiscing things he wasn't at. Yes. You can imagine it. It should cut just just to keep in theme. It should cut to like a scene from Planet of the Apes, and he weren't that for that. He weren't there, he weren't there for that either. But it was clearly an influence. <laughs> oh shit! There goes the planet. <laughs> So yeah, we have a uh, no easy way out, and then uh, and th- no, then you have like the the scene where they're they're actually going going to Russia. They're leave they're leaving that leaving the home. They're saying goodbye to uh, Caesar. And... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Now that's all right at this stage because at this stage his mother's staying and just looking out the window like you know how we imagined Norman Bates' mum was until we realised she was dead. Oh. And then. Oh. That's a comparison I never thought I'd hear. <laughs> it's a bit creepy, net curtain twitching. But anyway, um, yeah, so she they fly to. She's got knowledge, really, isn't she? They, um, they, yeah, she's just they dress her really mousy as well in this. It's um, she's getting irritated. She's always got a point in isolation. She totally has a point, and I've just gone on for a while about how disrespectful he's just he's just been to her, but she is like an irritation. It's just like it's just like why, why have you bothered writing her in? I suppose you've got to have her there because you don't need to. I don't know. But they fly off to um, Survivor trying to re re uh, reimagine their different singer. The singer died about a year ago. Really, the singer of this song. It oh. isn't the same singer who sang "Eye of the Tiger," and you can actually hear the difference when you know you're listening. Yeah, the different vocalist. Uh, that vocalist is it passed away about a year ago. Oh, so sad. I've never liked this song very much. No, it's not Wipe the Tiger, is it? It's not. It's not a classic, I must say. The music just thuds. It's just doom, doom, doom. It's not got any real invention in it. No, no. But it, 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 it's fine. You know, it's, it's, like, it's, it, it's like if Coldplay tried to go a bit more hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's like yeah. somebody said, hey, I need something that's like Eye of the Tiger, but more crap. And goes, it oh, does oh, evoke it. It's kind of similar. Yeah. So they get to... They they get to like you know the, the Wyoming. Sh- I mean Russia. I was gonna say that's not really Russia. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, what would they do? Would they would they write to like Russians and say um, we'd like to film this in your country? And they go, uh, basically, it's us going on about how great they are. We are then we uh, kick the ass of your best fighter. <laughs> oh, and, and all your people then applaud us. And like, yeah, come us on, come with us. Yeah, yeah, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, obviously at the height of the Cold War. They're like, no, let's not do that. Just the difficulty level. So he's driven to the middle of nowhere. Paulie goes with him just to moan. Duke's training him, and you've got what you presume are KGB agents there, like looking out for them or watching them, do whatever you want to say. Duke plays chess with one of them. But then you've got, literally, he finishes playing chess by beating them because, like, America and stuff. Um, obviously, we, we'd win at chess as well, the West. And then he goes up and talks to Rocky about really cheesy scene about how when Apollo died, part of me died, which is just the most hackneyed fucking dialogue you could come up with. It's like, yeah, I raised him. Like, so it's almost like a son to me. Which, which, which kind of things? I've always thought they were kind of like the same age. Um, I think I read something from the sort of expanded universe of this in that I don't know that... This is what was in um, Stallone's head. But there have been video games where, like, or books or something, where Creed, one of Creed's early fights was one of his last fights. They actually fought each other. But that doesn't 
quite jibe with I raised him. So I don't know, to be honest. Um, I don't really care either, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, uh, it, it could have just said He was like, close to Apollo, Apollo's now. It could there. have just been like, we're like brothers. We were like brothers, we grew up together, kind of thing, you know. Like, it would have would have been fine, wouldn't it? would have worked yeah, the same way. Whichever way you want to do it, it's just, uh, I just can't believe he wrote that and kept a straight face where he put in, when he died, part of me died. Just like, that is no pain. Terrible dialogue. No pain. He just kept telling himself, no pain. I love pain. you, but I'm not in love with you is, is the only fucking thing as hackneyed that you could possibly put into a conversation in a film. So it's pretty piss poor, but then it's just non-stop montages, isn't it? They start training. Yeah, you have the proper 80s synth um, montage music. Yeah, which I can is... still hear that in my head from earlier. And the message again is Rocky's doing it all naturally. Yes. Well, th- there is like a clear difference between the two. Uh, you have the first one, which is Rocky going on it on his own. So you have like the cuts between Drago, which is all all machines, or like not only of... that, he's got a ludicrous number of people around him. Yeah. So it's all like sort of using using machines, experiments, kind of thing. And you've got Rocky, who is literally just doing like the usual man in, man in the forest man you know man of nature type sort of stuff but he's doing it alone he's he's he, you know, at each each of those scenes he's kind of like doing everything on his own he's like whether it be running or or cutting logs um and yeah it, it's a good it's, it's a good montage I, I do like this this montage i prefer the next did you enjoy the montage of the lot in the, did you enjoy in watching him uh, cut a log <laughs> yes i did disgusting <laughs> <laughs> and then we literally cut between the two montages because oh we see that um, it's like a Drago montage is, sandwich he is um, steroided up we do see him get what we assume must I be do, I do think that's quite interesting there's a comment made towards the start of the film about um, doping all, in Russian sport and it's still relevant today still relevant today well I don't think it was as sophisticated in the 80s because basically a lot of the women athletes of that era took on very masculine traits uh, sure. in, a, in their appearance and it was sheer sheer Nielsen definitely dress. looks like she's from that kind of mould yeah though no one in this film is Russian so yeah in between the two montages Adrian turns up and the first thing I thought was it's not that easy to get a visa for Russia certainly not for a surpri- not for a surprise visit because you have to be invited there so I was a bit confused <laughs> she has no problem yeah she just turns up <laughs> hi Adrian nice <laughs> Missed you. So I'm giving you a thought personally. I've been training. It, you know what? It was really weird because I, when I look, remember the scene, I always remember there there being no dialogue. I always remember there being like she they just, just saw each other. Yeah, he just turns up and then it goes straight into uh, Hearts on Fire. <laughs> so it was almost like they just did the whole thing, Adrian thing, where Adrian like sort of gives him like the the hearts, the heart and the drive to carry on. But this and the time, next song but, and the next montage is but, much more upbeat. Yeah. yeah. But and then that that's it, which I think will probably even though that's not could be handled better, uh, probably works better than what we actually have in that kind of like this kind of dialogue where it's just like missed you, I missed you too. <laughs> the problem is he's trained without incident, and and yes, he's been training alone, but it, it was an entirely competent scene. You never got the impression he was missing anybody. Now, of course, he would miss Adrian; it's his wife, but she turns up and it's like I missed you, and when he said I missed you too, I thought. I can't imagine you've given her a thought, actually. Not during your days, I mean, because you've just been really, really busy. But the next training sequence, I both love and hate. It's very on the nose with the, the mirroring of what they're doing. 
Don't you, don't you just love it when he's like crushes his, his uh, uh, Drago's picture in the mirror? He's now yeah. grown a beard. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then he and then he runs up a mountain and yells Drago, and I just think, oh <laughs> fuck off, really? He's not going to hear you from that mountain, is he? I don't think he was actually. I don't think that was his benefit for his benefit particularly. But yeah, it's, it's all right. But it's just perfunctory. It's just that. I mean, the fight starts or the the arena stuff starts around. I think it's something like an hour and four, and they get to Russia at something like forty eight, forty nine. It's just filling that fifteen minutes. That's all this really is. Well, the difference between um, this montage and the one that literally just happened um, was was like now we have uh, Drago doing what he usually stuff, but we see like actually start seeing the uh, injections he's getting the the steroid injections. But this time now Adrian's here, he's now actually training with everyone else. So they they're all like the the trainers there, uh, Adrian, uh, Paulie, they're all there, kind of like. Not actually doing the training, but they're like supporting him. They're like he's there. Like... Should have Duke in the background just trying to sneak the odd go at chess as well. Because it's like <laughs> I was, I, I was quite happy when you were out on your own. I was playing chess and winning and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, Adrian's got there and they've got to go in the warm now. Yeah, and basically she just sits and watches approvingly as Rocky lifts heavy things. <laughs> yes, but, it, but it's real stuff. It's like he's there like pushing he's like lifting up a cart when they're on it, sort of cheering him on. It's that kind of like yeah, when you got your like your friends behind you, you know, sort of to 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 get you there as opposed to like being in like a mechanical gym where you just sort of like Where you're just using scientific equipment yes. you know, monitored um, by experts. Who would want that? But um <laughs> but but to be fair, I'm I'm fair on Drago even, like the some of the parallels are, I don't really sort of see match up, particularly when you get to the end bit where you have the he's on the treadmill and it goes that hill climb thing and he's going like a rate of knots. He's like really, really struggling as you would do because it's fucking difficult to go up that speed. And he's and it's like cutting like rocky and he's like going up a mountain, but he's not actually going at speed because that'd be physically impossible. But the, the impression is the same. Like like Rocky's like matching him. He's like outbeating him. But it's like actually, you know what Drago is doing is actually a lot more difficult. I, I would have thought so. Not like not like climbing a mountain is like piece of piss, but you know. Yeah, the other thing is, if Rocky stops for a bit of air, he's not going to tumble right back down the mountain, is he? Well, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like he's going at his own pace. He's like, you know, but he's not like sort of pegging it like Drago is. No, he's not. So, but anyway, but, but we digress. Fully indoctrinated that what the Russians are doing is against nature. Yes, he is kind of like being, shall we say, not being all natural. There's a reason for why he's like this big, hulking, yeah, it's not 100% natural, superhuman that he is. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be like Banana Man before the banana without without all these drugs. He'd be like <laughs> Eric. Ah, uh-huh. good old Banana Man. So we get to the arena, where we've got you know a full press contingent. There's no money, but there's clearly still like TV rights and stuff. So there you go. So yeah, there's some money in there somewhere. Yeah, but basically, like Rocky's not picking up a paycheck for it. I think that's basically what it means. So, like, if, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they would still probably sell tickets for that and stuff. So I'd have thought. Um, and this goes on forever. This, this takes quite a long time. It takes about five minutes or so to get them to the ring together. Well, you know, and you, then you and then bit, once they're there, a bit we more have filler. to the anthems. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, Paulie, you know, says something that's quite sweet to him. He says, like, you know, you know, you've always stuck by Only me. Only to set up the one liner in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's still kind of sweet, though. 
it's still kind of nice to sort of say like I could be anyone I want to be you yeah you know sort of says you've always stuck by me you know even though like everyone else would have said ditch that bum you never did it so it's like it so it's, it's kind of cool but yeah it, it does pay off at the end. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Rocky uh, gets to the ring, doesn't he? And he's like met with like hostility, as you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. And then it it almost like in a shock reversal. Uh, in in comparison to what uh, Cree did to uh, did to him, he, he obviously he arrives with his big massive anthem and like and big massive like picture coming <laughs> coming down the side of this massive stadium. So it's like almost like a sort of like ha touche. And uh, and what's Gorbachev? Clearly Gorbachev there, but without the bird shit on his head. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was Gorbachev's with no poor eyes stain on his face. Well, he has played. That guy has played Gorbachev in like the Naked Gun and things like that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, would I know him before? I was going to say this. Like, I was going to make a reference to that because maybe obviously he's just like got um, whacked off by Frank Dragon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, yeah, I was the same man played Gorbachev. And then we get to the fight, which is like uh, I said about wealth porn earlier. If it wasn't so associated with R-rated horror films, you could almost call this torture porn, because it's just so over the top. It's him just taking this ridiculous fucking pounding for two rounds, and it's because the films have had to build on the previous ones each time. So it just gets more cartoonish each time. And Rocky will get knocked down, and he'll get right back up and carry on fighting. No, no, you know, no mandatory cake, no wiping the gloves off, no nothing. It's just bizarre. This film. I do, I do think it sets up just the size of Dolph in comparison to um, Stallone. That you do look, look at it and think, like, how is Stallone even going to get a punching? Because he's just so tall and so like and so big. It's it's going to be even just trying to get in close enough to to land a punch is going to be hard. So. So there is that element I always found by watching it uh, is it's trying to find that and put obviously yeah Rocky gets his ass handed to him but as you'd expect in the first few rounds but then doesn't the second round ends with Rocky landing like yeah landing I think the punch it is. that's just to say he's and and then it does go into like a we fully get a even lot match of sort of, really? bit of a montage it's a lot more even than you would think but Rocky still gets put on his ass quite a lot yeah. I suspect, you know, I mean, he wouldn't get a points decision in Russia anyway, but you suspect on points he'd be significantly behind. Certainly on a 10-point must system, because he's getting knocked down so often. But it's okay. I've always found it a little bit over-stylized with the slow-motion fucking punches to the draw and all the the rest of it. Um, Drago doesn't do an awful lot of body punching at all. That may be his height, but it's just constant haymakers to Rocky's head, and you think... This would fucking kill anybody, surely. You know he's not once again not dodging, not dodging any fucking thing as usual. Although the films are more box office now, so he doesn't cut up like he used to. He just gets a slight swelling under one eye and like a little cut down the outside of the other. But yeah, I can take or leave this. I think it goes on way too fucking long. It it well you know basically have another montage between the. This until like the final round, don't you? You know, I mean, there is so something like this or fourteen, yeah. something like. I mean, there is, there is a bit of a, yeah, there, there is a bit of a, a dialogue kind of maybe laugh where uh, Rocky kind of like sort of uh, it's after, after he got um, he cuts him, like gives him a punch. And, like these trainers are basically sort of like after I tell him, look, look, look you know, he's, he's bleed, he's human, <laughs> you know, you yeah, can do it. We and knew he, he was human. No one was ever suggesting yeah. he couldn't cut. No, I've never got that at yes. all. Even as a kid, it was like, so what? 
Yes, but it's the it's the image of it all. It's the how it's the fact that he's meant to be this like, big superhuman type figure. Machine basically, and, and, and he's trying to and, kind of humanize him, isn't he? Yeah, and then you, then you cut to um, Drago, and he's just like he's not human. He's like, he's like a iron. piece of iron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that bit where he says to him, I think it's at the end of the first round, where he says to him, "I see three of them, and they see hit the one in the middle." Yeah, I, I mentioned Max Bear a couple of weeks ago. Um, that was said to him. When he fought Max Smelling, Max Smelling was the first guy to beat Joe Lewis. Uh, Jack, it's meant to be part of like boxing law, isn't it? Apparently? Yeah, Jack, Jack Dempsey was in his corner. He was an ex-champ, and Max Bear said to him, "I could see three of them." He said, "Hit the one in the middle." It does come yeah. from real boxing law. Once again, it, it tells me he must know his boxing because you don't just pull, particularly pull pre-internet. You just don't just pull that fact out of the air. That's quite important. It's not. I don't know that it's important. It's just that you know, it's just that little sort of flavoring he throws into his script that you think, right, well, you must have learnt that from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I, I just take it he's a genuine fan and that's a story he picked up along the way. Maybe it's a bit chicken and egg. Maybe it's because his best-known character is Rocky that he actually started really following boxing closely. I don't know which way round it would be. But I just know I don't really give two shits about this fight for the most part. It goes on far, far too long. I must say, yeah, of all the genuine thoughts I have with this film... I did feel this last fight did drag a little bit. Um, all kind of tension just kind of wilted away, really, for me. Well, because he's become indestructible at this point. He always gets up. And the thing is, as well, they don't even make it difficult for him to get up. I mean, I know they were exhausted, but you look at the end of Rocky 2, where he's barely getting to his feet in time. Sure. Even the 14th at the end of the first fight, you know, well, at the end of the 14th round. You know, the referee takes a really good look at him after he gets up. Here... He keeps leaping straight back to his feet, which is not clever for a boxer anyway. You're supposed to take the count and things like that. Um, and they're getting straight back to it. And he's being knocked, you know, he's being hit. Nothing ever gives you the impression he's going to get knocked out because he gets to his feet instantly each time. So there's no tension in it. You just know that this guy is now indestructible. He's now a superhero. I mean, when the film fight, film started, I don't know if you noticed it, because I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, Becca, how stiffly they walked to each other. At the yeah, I noticed of, that. Yeah, I kind of picked up on that after what you shit, said. And then he started flexing his pecs. Yeah. It's that like was a bit strange. superheroes at this point. There's no tension in any of this. No. Uh, yeah, that was a bit odd. I was like, mm, why are they so stiff? <laughs> but there it is. And then the audience start, like, you know, cheering for Rocky. And you think, well, all right, what are you trying to tell us here? Because we've had uh, Paulie at one of the press conferences, who knows fuck all about anything, talking about keeping people behind barbed wire with machine guns. You think, well, if if they're that terrifying a regime, would an audience full of people in front of the Politburo start cheering for Rocky? Mm. All you're telling us is it's not that bad, really, is it? They just supported their guy and they actually really respect Rocky now. Yeah, but isn't that isn't that enough at the end of the day though? Like just respect, respect for one another. Yeah, it's fine, but it's just yeah. I just I think you know the film is is only an hour and a half long. We're into the final fight just after the hour point. Uh, Apollo is killed just after the thirty minute point. So yeah, that's a three act structure, but it, it's also fucking thin. It is. It is. It I, really is, and I, I don't expect that much from it really. But watching this again. A couple of weeks after two, which was probably the high point, despite the, um, in terms of fights, I mean, apart from the sort of contrived ending. There's just uh, the lack of tension in this and also the vanity in it, because they're oiled to shit in a way they weren't in the first fights. 
Um, no damp, you know, only the most picturesque damage on his face <laughs> compared to the first fight where he looks like he's been hit by a truck. And I keep being told, I, I remember reading that they punched each other for real and they used real punch sounds. Well, they might have used a few real punch sounds, but most of this doesn't sound real at all. I've watched enough fights to know that's not what punches sound like yeah. for the most part. And the, the other thing is they're hitting each other for real, so this should all look really good. I mean, Sylvester Stallone ended up in um, intensive care for eight days. Cause eight days, he was hit in the chest at one point, and his heart swelled. Christ. Um, and he was put in intensive care for eight days. When uh, the Creed fight was happening with um, Drago... Carl Weathers walked off the set for four days because Dolph Lundgren was just being too rough. He threw him into a corner at one point. Which he's seen. Yeah. Um, so they took all this really seriously for quite a quite a stylized and not that impressive end result. We're a long way from the fights, the first couple of fights here. I mean, what 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 one thing I I did pick up on. Uh, I know it's sort of there was something I know about the the audience changing their perspective of Rocky but I also think Rocky had a, an effect on Drago because Drago starts actually sort of I mean he, he lashes out at his trainer uh, I'll fight for me you know yeah and this is kind of like a sense of well I'm, you not, know, your, I'm not your puppet yeah you know? and, a, and I thought that I kind of like that I kind of like that, even though it's he kind of like he's taken on board what from what Rocky's example was which is like yes you know fuck this I'm going to do this for myself I'm not like you know I'm not going to be used like this anymore. I'm just going to break for him and sort of like do this man to man. And by the time they get to the, the last round, this this happens at the final bell. Does he say something to him? Like sort of like almost like let's do this or something like that. this. All I don't know. There's a, there's a kind of like uh, I think he says like to the end or something like I that. I don't know. So we've uh, got about six lines in this. But... <laughs> so now Rocky ends the Cold War. He does. He's taken them to the brink because they're already, you know, seeing that you can respect both and sides. And the hearts are on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. you know, surprise, surprise, he, he knocks Drager out eventually. He just, like, sort yeah. of just like, just by punching him in the head loads, loads yeah. of times. And uh, and that's it. And, and Drago spectacularly sort of tries to get up and then falls and actually falls through the ropes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, literally. Yeah. I think it's like, it's funny, but it's, it, it comes across as, like, Rocky celebrates, it comes off the most easiest victory in the world. It's like, he jumps off and goes, yes! And it's all contrived by now. It's a different, it's slightly different music than we've had in the previous films. And I do remember watching this with somebody years ago when I was at university. It was, uh, a friend of a friend was round. And I think we just watched the, the previous couple or something like that. And at this point he was like, oh, yeah, again, you know, oh, yeah, again. And it's just lost impact with repetition. That's all. It was genuinely dramatic in the first couple of films when the fights ended and they were damaged and, you know, they'd been, uh, the fight hadn't gone how you expected. By now, it's very rote. I don't know. I, I do have memories of being, like, on the edge of my seat watching this. <laughs> well, but that's when I was younger. Well, just very quickly before we sort of go into final thoughts, I was really surprised in the cinema because the trailer for this film had Rocky wearing white gloves in the ring with Drago. Right. So I thought there was going to be another fight. Well, I honestly thought, yeah. And now, by any structure of the way a film should be, that would make no sense whatsoever. But it took all tension out of it because he went, oh, he's won. Oh, well, that's the end. All right, then. I like that, you know, because I was nine. Yeah. Really weird. But yeah. So he ends the Cold War. Yay. What he do wins you think the Cold of, War. 
he wins the Cold War. He is now Cold War champion or something. <laughs> I don't know, I kind of want all speeches to be sort of interpreted in Russian from this. <laughs> well, there was something uh, I did read in the facts around this film that um, it got misinterpreted in the film because oh, he said there were two people killing each other, which is better than 20 million. And it was translated into Russian on the film as that's better than $20 million. See, I was, I did actually think that because the things that Rocky was saying seems to be relatively longer than what was translated. So I wonder if, like, less Russian's got a really, really short Efficient, hand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, hang on, that, that, that can't be right. That can't be the correct. I just know that, like, the fight's outstayed, it's welcome, and hence I'm quite, I'm ready for the film to finish. I really oh. am even for the fun I've had with this. And that's my final thought, really, with this. It's 91 minutes. I wouldn't say it feels longer than that. I mean, the film whips by okay. But because, you know, it's so thin, we, we, we get the establishment of the new threat, Apollo coming back, Apollo dies, and then it's press conference, argument, montage, training montage, hello, Adrian, training montage, fight. And that's the whole film. That's it's, I'm it's pretty sure right. that was the script, but um... yeah. yeah, make up your own dialogue and places everyone. <laughs> that was pretty much the entire film in a nutshell. Did you That's all I have to say. All right, fair enough, Chris. Uh, yeah, I think it's as, as you said. It's it, the, the script isn't really there. It's very loose. It's very fast, and it's not very. It doesn't have any depth to really go on. But it is a lot of fun. It is enjoyable to watch, and it is kind of like goofy in a, its own little way. And you know, it has a lot of nostalgia to it. So I mean, there is, you know, there, there is joy to be had from this film. I, I won't begrudge anyone if they said it was their favourite, just just because it was it just on the level that of fun that it actually oh, it's is. It's an easy. It's a, such an easy watch. It is. It is. And uh, I mean, I've always stood by the argument the fact that um, because of that uh, montage of. Uh, uh, no easy way out that he gets to relive the, the best bits of Rocky 1, 2 and 3 and watch this so this is probably like out of all the, all the Rockies this is what the most essential because you can just watch <laughs> so so that if you ever watch one Rocky film folks I can make a lame, lame argument the other way for next week but it is lame yes yeah, if you do watch one you haven't got a lot of time to watch it then this is the one to watch yes <sighs> no it isn't but anyway <laughs> Rocky Good Five, argument. maybe have that title. Oh dear, can we, can we, can we take the taste out of our mouths of last week's blowjob and this week's thin plot with a quiz or some facts or something? Because the film's not that good. Becca, I've got some quiz questions about this week's film, Rocky Four. Have you? What were the I answers do. last week? Oh yeah, I might want to do that. Yeah. Hold on, wait while I find them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my notebook. Hold on. Here's some music. I've got the questions from last week. All right, then. Okay, yep. So who does Rocky fight in the charity match and what charity is it for? 
Now, it's Thunderlips, but wasn't it some children's home or something? Or orphanage? Yep, Hulk Hogan, okay, Thunderlips, uh, is for the uh, youth centre there. Okay. Um, and how many rounds does that charity match last? Wasn't uh, it just two. the one? Just two, that's right. Was it two, the charity match? Yeah. Yep. I don't remember them having a break in between, all right, fair enough. <laughs> well, I think the break was when, like, uh, Hulk Hogan threw him out the ring. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just rest out there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, just have a quick snooze. All right, then, yeah, go on. Uh, name a product rocking doses at the start of the film. It can be any of the sort of three or four main products that you see. Maserati, in American Express. I can't think of any others, but there Crunch are Crunch Punch. Crunch Punch, all right. Oh, yeah, I remember that. The Rocky Bar, yeah, yeah. What naughty thing does Paulie do to get him arrested and thrown in jail? He breaks Rocky, the Rocky pinball machine. He throws a bottle at it. Yeah. And then, obviously, where is the final fight held? Which location... The final fight is Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that was answers to last week's dead easy quiz. That was a little bit harder than the ones that came before it, so this one's going to be (laughs) Incrementally more difficult. So I've got five questions for Rocky IV. All right, then. Again, stupidly easy. Well, well, I haven't got much to go on given the film, really, have you? No, we haven't. I've literally (laughs) tried to do these on the fly today, so uh, my fly wasn't very big. So I fell off him. Um, <laughs> Must have been buzzing. That sounds, that sounds all kind of wrong. Show how tired I am. Note yourself. Don't do podcast when you've been up since small hours. Right, five questions for Rocky Four. Number one, how hard can Drago punch? Be it in PSI or pounds? Which is the same thing. Pounds. Is the same, I know. <laughs> pounds is square inch, exactly. All right. I know, but they've got the little measurements, units of measurement, haven't they, by the side? So, all right. So how hard can Drago punch? All right. How many times can I mispronounce his name? Bloody hell, there's only four letters. No, that's five. Crap. Oh, five, oh, five letters. Yeah. Uh, I'm, be drag. I'm gonna I'm gonna read these and then. Or ragu. <laughs> or ragu. <laughs> okay. Anyway, question number two. How long has Creed been at retirement for before he makes his comeback to the ring? Um, question number two. Which location does the Creed Drago fight happen? Where is it? I want the Name of the city and the name of the ho- name of the location. Ooh. Question number four: What advice does Paulie have for Rocky? We discussed it a few moments ago. And then question number five: Rocky Four is the shortest film in the series. True or false? And that's the five questions. That again, ridiculously easy. Okay, got most of those. <laughs> Next week's harder because there's. Because I don't know. Ne- next week we'll, we'll we'll sum it up more because there's. Next week will be mastermind. Well, you've got a treat in store. This is the bit of the series I was looking forward to least. Because I've just covered Rocky Four, which is quite clear I'm not that keen of. Rocky Five's just not fun. No, let's have a look. What does it say? It oh. says it's not fun. Rocky trains an up-and-coming young fighter but finds himself betrayed. Dot, dot, dot. He does. I can tell you all about Tommy Morrison next week because he's dead now. Oh. It's depressing. Um, passing away. Yeah. That's all right. I'm sure I'll tell some inappropriate jokes about it to, to make everyone feel better. So, having just completed Everyone has AIDS. Thunder, eight, 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 eight. <laughs> right. Now, I've just told you what film is next week, listeners, but try to forget that while we do social media because I've completely ruined the last line of the podcast. <laughs> so anyway, you can find me at the Pasty Kid 1976 on Twitter. 
Uh, you can find me at Cinematronics, and you can also find uh, this uh, podcast as well as the other podcasts I do at cinematronics.co.uk. And you can find us on Twitter at expectustotalk, on facebook.com slash expectustotalk, uh, youtube.com, just type in expectustotalk on the little search box there. Um, we're also on um, on Litterbox, so litterbox.com slash inspect, expect us to talk. Inspectors! That's it. Penny, get me my gadget. Um, and you can drop us an email. <laughs> Sorry, what was, that? what was that? Just Penny, Penny get it. my gadget. <laughs> I thought you said get on my gadget, which is even worse. I'll just put this My script for that film would be fucking awesome. <laughs> I've never seen that. I loved the cartoon series growing up, but I never saw the film, the live action movie. That's alright, I'll write one for you. Yeah, I did. I think I just did myself. But if you feel like dropping us an email and you're not a Nigerian prince with billions and billions of pounds that we don't want, you can send us an email at expectustalk at gmail.com. Okay. If so, you're a Nigerian prince. If you are a Nigerian prince, then us a pigeon, as previously discussed. <laughs> Carry a pigeon will do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping you forgot three or four minutes ago, listeners. What's next week, Becca? Do you expect to talk? We'll return with Rocky Five. Yay!